What's up, small business heroes? I'm so excited for this unique episode. So as you know, I am so proud of our signature PR program I built for small businesses. It's called the PR Starter Pack. And the most important element is community. Every month, I get on an in-depth coaching and workshop style call with our members. And I even sometimes have top-tier journalists come on as well. Through these calls, questions are being answered. We're getting pitch reviews, feedback, and learning from each other is really spectacular, right? So I've compiled some of the questions that I get on actual coaching calls in hopes that it can help you start your PR journey. Remember, this is a $10,000 an hour task that we are building, a skill that we are building, knowing how to communicate our brand with relevance to get that hell yes from anyone on the other side. So PR is something that builds long-term ROI for your business. It's a long-term asset, unlike social media that's not searchable. And that is why it's so important to do this work. I hope that this episode of some of the questions in the actual call will inspire you to start your journey. And if you want to come on these calls and meet me and our other members to get your questions asked, go to prstarterpack.com or just do a search for PR Starter Pack. I cannot wait to welcome you into our community so that you can ask your questions. Now let's get into the episode. This is the Small Business PR Podcast. Is there such a thing as sending out too many pitches to various outlets? This is kind of the putting the carp before the horse. What you want to do is make sure that your pitch is really solid before you start sending it out. If you have a really good draft of the CPR framework, then you can just swap sentences out and refresh your headlines, right? So the same just gist of it could work for spring, summer, fall. But you really, that's the hard work that we want to do first is get our draft of your pitch ready and get it super dialed into something that's relevant, that's specific, that's, again, peeling away the layer of an onion. Three, is it weird to send a pitch where you include your competitors' brands to validate or highlight a trend? I don't think there's anything wrong to include a brand that's already known because it gives people a frame of reference of what it's similar to, but that how you're doing something different. So again, I don't think it's wrong to include it. I don't think you're like saying something that's completely off or saying something terrible about them. You're just saying it's similar to this concept, but here is our unique spin. So I think this is fine. Again, I haven't read your pitch, so I don't, I don't know, but generally I think it's fine. If you're a startup and still getting a pilot set up for your app, how do you prepare for an interview with the press or publication? I've done a lot of press releases for clients. That's where they haven't launched, but it's in beta. Right. So it's like we've already started beta testing and we've seen great traction. And here are some interesting insights. And that's totally normal. Right. Like you decide when your launch date is. It's it's not up to them. Right. So you can always kind of make it an art and not a science and say we're beta testing. We've had great traction. And it's, and if you don't want to give them numbers, you can give them like percentages, right? You can say, we've seen an X amount of increase or we're seeing interesting traction here. Sometimes numbers is not always what they want. I think what they want to see is what is the interesting nuance or insight to consumer behavior. And that's not always about numbers. So there definitely is a way to tell them something that's an insight that's not numbers. What are a few examples of how to begin a founder's pitch? So in the PR starter pack, we do have so many examples of of various things for for service-based entrepreneurs. I think it depends on on your story and kind of your ad, your value add. I probably wouldn't lead with just your founder's pitch. I would lead with did you do a survey or is there something you have found that is interesting and different from what other people are saying, right? Do you have survey results or something that says that you're taking a contrarian point of view, right? Maybe something like everyone in the in the industry says to do this, but I found that this actually works better, right? Maybe it's tying it to something happening in the news with policy or a, what a Fortune 500 company is doing, and you're kind of adding your own little unique spin. So again, I don't think it's 
enough to just always just be about your own story. It's kind of like, what are some of the things that you're seeing? And if you can position yourself and think about how you are just a conduit of information and the, the, the way that you're pitching is literally saying, hey, it's not me telling you this. It's what all these people are saying. Right. It's what all these people are saying. And I'm just just giving you the information from my customers, from my audience. So that is really what makes you valuable as a resource for the journalist. Is it appropriate to send a press release on your crowdfunding campaign to press contacts? Should they be in business publications or customer focused industry publications? So I have a whole training on press release. I also have two episodes on my podcast about press releases. So for me, press the the best way to utilize a press release is to say that you're the first or only to do something. And you can do that in conjunction with the fact that you've raised, right? So if you look at all of the press releases I've written, you can go to gloriachildpr.com slash services. I've written stuff for FinTech, for AI, for NFTs, for books. And you don't have to be the first to do X, Y, and Z, but you might be the first to do X, Y, and Z in your city or in this way, right? And then you can couple that with the crowdfunding campaign to be like, hey, we're the first to do X, Y, and Z, and we've launched... And we announced that we raised, right? So, so like, so this is one that I just wrote recently. It's an NFT, like social app. And I do this on my VIP day, by the way. It's a six-hour writing day. So we talk about how it works, why it's different. It's it's talking that it's announcing, right? That it's launched an NFT, but like why to empower users to own their data. And then the subheadline talks about the how. So the headline is the what, the subheadline is the how. So Talk about how you are the first to do something. I wouldn't do a press release announcement just just to say that you've, you know, launched your crowdfunding campaign because it's not cheap to release a press release, right? So if you can couple two or three different things in there, that would be really great. If you have any questions on that, you can you can set up a call with me to talk about your press release. I do it on a six hour long VIP day for startups. It's gloriachildpeer.com slash VIP. Press release versus pitch. Which one to focus on for my not yet launched company? Should I send out pitch before the website's launch or better to wait? I think I think it depends. I always love doing press releases, especially if you're launching something because once it's launched, like you can't go back and say, hey, we've launched, right? So it's a decision that you have to make. So for a lot of people who are launching something, like for example, I just worked with Jamie on a press release. Like you want it to be out in the internet. You want it to be searchable. You want it to be like index on Google. And that's why I say, do a press release first. And, and what I would do actually is like do the press release, but before you send out the press release, use it as like a little bait and dangle it in front of the journalist and say, hey, we're launching this in two weeks because of X, Y, and Z. I, you know, you're my top choice outlet to, to like release this with. And since you cover children's gifts and tech, let me know if you want me to send over the press release. So do you see how that has like, a, like it's like a double like enforcement. It's like saying, hey, we're launching something. And then it's basically saying, if you want to see it, like, let me know. It, let me know. Right. So you're giving them like a time sensitive thing. You're not saying like, hey, we're doing this. Like, hopefully you'll cover it. It's like we're going live with this announcement, regardless of whether or not you cover cover us. But because you have a history of covering this and this is pretty neat. I'd love to share with you the draft of the press release before it goes live. So that way you get both the benefit of doing the press release, which is going to go live anyways, but then also using that as a way to start conversations with journalists. So that's why it's, it's, so, it's so great to do a press release because you get to 
check all those buckets. You have something to say, you have a way to contact them and you have something that actually goes out onto the internet. You put out a press release and it automatically picked up for distribution across outlets. Do you really consider that a PR win? Okay, so, well, I, I think that anything that brings you traffic and visibility and backlinks is a win. But I also think that what you can do is that you can now say that it's been picked up by X, Y, and Z outlets. And you can put that in your pitch going forward. You can put that in your slide decks going forward if you're meeting with investors or VIP people, or even just on your press page, right? So, sorry, this loud in Brooklyn. If we're going to do something that's like a smart activity, I would rather do that than like post on Instagram that's not searchable. So I think, I, I do think it is a win. I think it, yeah, I, I think it definitely is a win. And you can actually use that win for your future follow-up pitches as well. So that's just something to think about. Okay, so another thing is I'm struggling with the credibility portion of pitch. I don't want it to be long or sound like a biography. So definitely that's kind of the beginner part that everyone struggles with, right? When you start, you're struggling with fitting everything into a pitch, right? I think you've heard me say this all the time, which is it takes more skill and expertise to hone in on a pitch and write in shorter sentences, right? The hallmark of someone who's just beginning this of this journey is writing a really long pitch. And that's okay. We all start there, right? I definitely started there as well. Dr. Noor started there, right? Marsha started there. And as you refine your pitch and as you get even better on what is the best first two sentences, what is the most relevant thing, whether it's seasonal, whether it's trending news, whether it's commenting on a Fortune 500 company, whatever that is, you're going to be able to just realize everything else is fluff and you can just get rid of the other kind of like sentences that don't really matter much. If you go into the portal, you'll be able to see how I write pitches. I don't really write, hi, how are you? I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, blah, blah. Like, no, like first two sentences, what is going on with the world? What are people looking at? What's happening in the news? What season are we in? Do you have any data? So that's really what I mean by, you know, just don't even worry about the credibility part. That really is at the last portion. And cre again, credibility is more just confidence. Like, do you have the confidence to send this pitch is really all it is. So that's, that's really what I mean. So again, having a long pitch, everyone starts there. That's okay. As you go through the training, the portal, attend these calls, you'll be able to see how I write pitches. You have so many people here who have also done the work. And the more you kind of, kind of pick away at it and the more concise it is, the more you've really, really done the amazing work, which is the skill of knowing how to communicate. And, and that's, it's a process, but it's really so worth it. It's going to help you with your Instagram captions. captions. It's going to help you with your newsletter. It's going to help you with your web page, right? It's just, it's all copy. So that's really why I say it's, it's really like some of the most, the most important work that you can do. Is there a specific strategy one would use to draw attention to a crowdfund campaign? Well, I would say that PR definitely helps. I've worked with a lot of crowdfunding entrepreneurs like, like Tanisha, who is actually like the first person that I interview on my podcast. Well, episode number three. And she was on iPhone Women and trying to crowdfund. And she's since pivoted and she's not doing that business anymore. She's still getting the traffic in SEO, right? Because her whole mission is, is to help people thrive and, and take care of their wellness. And that hasn't changed. She just happens to be doing it in a different way. So, you know, in, in terms of crowdfunding campaign, um, I'm not a crowdfunding expert. I'm not a money raising expert. So there might be different ways that you can do your slides, but I really think that the CPR method can apply all year round because it's really about how, how can you be relevant and what is your point of view, right? And, and how can you pitch that, that credibly with confidence? So that's really a structure that people have used to, you know, get on South by Southwest, to speak at a panel, to land a partnership. I mean, Dr. Greta has used it to get a, a paid partnership, paid consulting, whatever it is, right? 
Hey, small business hero. Did you know that you can get featured for free on outlets like Forbes, the New York times, Marie Claire, pop sugar, and so many more, even if you're not yet launched or if you don't have any connections, that's right. That's why I invite you to watch my PR secrets masterclass where I reveal the exact methods thousands of bootstrapping small businesses use to hack their own PR and go from unknown to being a credible and sought after industry expert. Now, if you want to land your first press feature, get on a podcast, secure a VIP speaking gig, or just reach out to that very intimidating editor, this class will show you exactly how to do it. Register now at gloriachowpr.com slash masterclass. That's gloriachowpr.com slash masterclass. So you can get featured in 30 days without spending a penny on ads or agencies. Best of all, this is completely free. So get in there and let's get you featured.